my whole adult life has been basically spent rewiring all those old trauma patterns and then also the communication patterns. I ended up in the health field in my career. I ended up dealing with burnout a lot. To heal the burnout, I really, you know, was understanding how all of that was manifesting and creating these unhealthy patterns for me that were creating the burnouts. You don't really know until you either have someone point it out to you or you remove yourself from that situation. You see, oh, there's a different way of being. You know, that was all I knew. When you're in it, you don't even know. You just like, oh, well, this is just how life is. Sometimes they feel lost, like they just don't know what to do next in their career or in their life, they are not feeling fulfilled and they don't know why. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and this is another one of our amazing emerging thought leader episodes. Today's guest is an absolute awesome legendary emerging thought leader, the great Dr. Julie Hutzel Starling. Welcome to the show, Julie. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. So, Julie, tell us your backstory. How did you get to be the great Julie Hutzel Starling? <laughs> uh, where should I start? Um, but I, uh, let's see. Well, I'll just give you a back backstory that I grew up in an alcoholic family. Uh, so I, my mother was a single mom alcoholic. And so I grew up in dynamics that were very, we'll just use the word dysfunctional to say the least. Right. So, um, and abusive. So my whole adult life has been basically spent healing from that and rewiring all those old trauma patterns. And then also the communication patterns, uh, everything that happens when you grow up in a, in a family, in a household that just is completely messed up, but you don't even know that it's messed up, right? I just, you learn the patterns, you learn the things, and then the healing comes when you start to understand that and then rewire and and unlearn all of that and learn new things, right? That are healthy and um, that are for you rather than working against you. So that's, that's my backstory. And I, uh, so my whole life was really about, um, proving, trying to prove myself and, um, and wanting love and, and affection, but, and also, you know, just approval. Right. And so, um, so that led me to, I ended up in the health field and, and in my career, I ended up dealing with burnout a lot. And, um, really the root cause of that was, to heal the burnout, I really, you know, was understanding how all of that was manifesting and creating these unhealthy patterns for me that were creating the burnout. So anyway, very long story and a very <laughs> small nutshell. And then we can dive in further in different places. But yeah. Wow. That's pretty incredible. You know, um, 
my uh, sweet better half, who I work with, Teresa, uh, she grew up with a single mom. And I don't think she was an alcoholic, but um, she exhibited some of the characteristics uh, of a woman that was dealing with her own trauma, right? And that was brought into the lives of her kids, you know, for a variety of reasons. I don't want to get into the whole story, but when you're telling me the story of your mom and what it was like for you, you didn't know what it was like and that you as a, as a young girl, you wanted to prove yourself and you wanted love and approval. I mean, I've heard, I've heard Teresa tell me these things about her experience growing up and I can truly empathize with what that must have been like for you as a, as a young girl and a young woman. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is that when you're in it, you don't, you don't realize that's what you're doing. Right. It was just, those were the kind of the patterns that I developed. And I mean, honestly, I was a total rebel when I was like, I, she and I clashed like all the time. Um, and my sister was kind of the one who was, the, she was younger and she was the one um, that my mom would kind of turn to. So we, we each had our own dynamic with her, but ultimately it was, it, you know, for me, it was, you know, like she was always mad. It's like, didn't matter what I did. I was always in trouble with her. And, um, and I was always kind of um, fighting back. So, yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it is interesting. And it, and I didn't even know that it was a thing until at some point, one of my friends in high school, uh, I think I was uh, not until I was a junior that she pointed out to me, you know, I think your mom might be an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, I literally, I had no idea because when you grow up in a situation where there's just constant drinking or whatever it is that they're doing, you don't really know until you either have someone point it out to you or you remove yourself from that situation. You see, oh, there's a different way of being, you know, that was all I knew. So anyways, just looking back on it, it's, you know, very, it's kind of interesting when you're in it, you don't even know. You just like, oh, well, this is just how life is. And then, and then once you have the awareness, that's when the real opportunity for healing and for changing change comes in. So, you know, on an entirely separate note from this interview, I, my gut tells me I should connect you and Teresa. I think the two of you okay. ladies, if you could find a way to open up to each other, would very much like each other and would very much have interesting things to say. Because she got into the world of, you know, a psychologist and become like working in a psychology clinic and managing it for 12, 13 years. And she's done a lot of that psychophysiology and biofeedback and blah, 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 and all that brain stuff. To So just fascinating to hear what you're saying because similar themes have come to from you in this conversation as i've heard from her so yeah um, yeah we need to connect you ladies together so um so let's pivot back to the interview so tell me about what sorts of problems you solve for clients and specifically what you do to solve those problems for clients Okay, so the problems that people come to me with include really they are, they feel lost. Sometimes they feel lost, like they just don't know what to do next uh, in their career or in their life. They're in kind of a transition point in their lives. Um, often they also just know that they are not feeling fulfilled and they don't know why. 
and they know that something needs to change, but and and they feel like they're ready for change, but they don't exactly know what that looks like or how to go about doing it. But they know that they 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 have this this feeling that there's something more for them. They have this feeling that they could feel better than they're, than they're feeling in the sense of emotionally and in the sense of, um, you know, having more joy and inspiration in their lives and uh, having better relationships, healthier relationships that, that are fulfilling to them, things like that. They, they, they tend to be feeling like they're, they're missing something or they're, you know, like they're, they're, there's, there's something else. And so that's the problem they have is they're feeling lost they're in a transition point. They don't feel fulfilled. They don't know why they feel like there's something missing. It's kind of like that Peggy Lee song. Is that all there is type of thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you do to solve that problem for them? Well, I don't solve the problem for them. They, I guide them to then knowing that's within them to find find the answers for themselves. Now, how do I do that? There's multiple things. Um, but ultimately, you know, I mean, and, you know, I've been in the healing field for years as an acupuncturist and medical and energy worker. And, um, yes. And so that's, that's really my, how I got into what I'm doing today was I started off in acupuncture and Chinese medicine. That's a whole other story too, but nonetheless, um, Point being that I'm in the healing field and um, I could be called a healer to some degree, but I I do not consider that I heal people in the sense that I, the body and, and the soul, the being of light knows how to heal itself. And I just provide the guidance, the nudges here and there to help them write themselves, help the body write itself, help them find themselves. And so, so I, so I'm like a conduit, right? So I just kind of guide them, um, but, and hold the space for them. And, but ultimately they are the ones who do the, who made the transformation happen. Interesting. You, you know, I, I, I totally get that. And I, 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 I get the truth of that. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story from my own life that's going on as we speak right now, which demonstrates the truth of what you're saying. And yet, um, and this is going to sound, this is going to sound whatever the way it's going to sound. I wonder if that's a great marketing twist on it. It's the truth of what happens, but I wonder if it's a good marketing twist. You know what I mean? So I um, used to be a, uh, a physical trainer and I um, stopped being a physical trainer about 12 or so years ago. And I, I was I was one of the, the good ones. I was really good. I worked with Olympic gold medal athletes. I worked with a lot of top people in their fields and I was in really terrific shape and I got people into really terrific shape. And I got out of the field. I got into the field of being uh for lack of a better word, a guide to entrepreneurs, like a business coach of sorts, even though I hate that phrase, right? Business coach. But um, so I gained a lot of weight, like just switch flipped in my head. I gained 50 pounds in 12 years. And um, I, I came to a decision point 
because I, I kept telling myself, hey, look, you know what to do. You've been doing this for years. You can turn this around any time. But the truth is I used to know what to do, but I no longer knew what to do. So I, I hired a coach. I hired a guide in your, your, your parlance, right? And this fellow showed me what to do, and then he let me loose to do it, right? And then we just would keep track of do, you know, send him pictures, sessions, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, long story short is I'm down 54 pounds in six months. So I, yeah, I, I yeah. achieved a really big result. And I did all the work. And yet, like from a marketing point of view, I, I'm putting my hat on because I work with a lot of, you know, experts and solopreneurs and coaches and consultants. I would tell him to marketing, say, I, I helped him do that. Like I coached him to that. I, I helped him get that result because sure. that's commercially smart. You know what I mean? For him to say mm -hmm. that. That's going to get people because even though the truth is what he did is very much like what you described, if he said it that way from a marketing point of view, there'd be people who go, okay, well, I don't need them, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I, I just, I don't need them. I'm good. It's my own wise inner knowing. Let me just tap into that. Of course, they're not going to do that. You and I know right. that, both, both of us, but you know, that's, it's just a really interesting differential between what they actually need to understand to get the result and what you need to tell them in order to get them to say, yes, here's my money. Help me. <laughs> absolutely. No, that's, that's absolutely true. And of course I don't tell people that immediately. I mean, in the sense that like, I mean, everything that I talked about is leading people home to that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I have tools that I use to get them to that place, right. Where they can actually tap into their inner knowing, because that's something that, most of us don't have access to, well, we do always, but we don't know how to access it anymore because we're so wrapped up in, in our, in our ego mind. Right. So, um, so it's a matter of getting kind of learning to not listen to that. So you can actually tap into what really you need to be listening to. Awesome. Okay, so what's the dent that you're seeking to make in the universe, Joy? The dent, uh, I would call it an expansion. <laughs> so um, really, like, really, I am all about transformation and, and really helping people just light up and transform their lives. And as they do that, it creates a ripple effect in in the world of in their world in their lives, which then inspires others as well. So I see it as expansive, and yeah, it's it's powerful when you come into your own and you really start living your truth in in all the ways. Then it is so beautiful and powerful. People, I mean, you can't not but inspire others around you. That's fantastic. And so, Julie, who is your ideal client? Yeah, my ideal client is someone who is uh, waking up to the idea that there is more for them and that, um, that there are different ways to go about it than what the conventional path has told them is the only way. So they're starting to understand that maybe there's other ways that don't include just schooling, education, working. You know, there, there's there's a whole other possibility out there of, of ways to find myself. And and the reason for that is because they're they're feeling they're feeling purposeless 
and they want to have that purpose again and that connection, connection with themselves, connection with others. So have you kind of like narrowed it down demographically? Because this is more like uh, what we call like the psychographic, uh, you know what I mean? What kind of yeah. frame of mind they have? What 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 type of demographics have are, are your ideas? I mean, they tend to be women. They tend to be anywhere between the ages of 30 and 70, honestly. Um, so it's been beautiful to work with so many different you know, such an age range, but it really is. I mean, that that's the age range that's coming to me. And that is, um, that is really just, they're just lighting up and they're just, it's been amazing. So, yeah. Okay. Great, great, great. All right. And like currently inside of your practice, what do you do to attract these people to you as clients? Uh, most of it honestly is word of mouth. And the rest of it is I, um, I have a blog, I have um, an email list. I mean, it's, it's pretty basic. The other thing that I'm doing is I teach workshops. And um, those, as I've been doing that more, that has also been expanding my base in a different way. So I teach experiential workshops um, using different modalities to uh, bring people into their bodies, into their inner knowing, basically. So that, so that's expanding my base a lot as well. Awesome, 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 awesome. That's fantastic. So um, tell us one of your biggest success stories, you know, without violating confidentiality or naming names, but walk us through a, a case study. Um. Okay, so I have um, a client who has been in a, actually in an alcoholic relationship for a, a long time with her partner. Her partner is, is, the, is the addict, and um, she's been unha unhappy for a long time, and she's actually tried to leave a couple of times just because she just felt helpless, um, but has always returned, but, and he's always promised to change, but then never has. Anyway, so long story short, she basically, after doing, um, working with me, she has, she, she's become stronger in her own knowing. And she's been, she, she's a lot more confident than she was before. It's very hard when you live with someone who's always constantly beating you up verbally and, you know, and that, that was their relationship basically. And so she's a lot more confident in herself now and standing up for herself. And she is actually changing the relationship by she's moving out. Like she, like there's a huge transition happening for her. That is beautiful because that she's never gotten to that real place before. And, um, and it's just been amazing to watch her and, the, and to hold space for her. And just, you know, she just keeps telling me, I just, I just, I'm so grateful for the work we've, you know, anyway, it's just, it's been beautiful to watch how she's been really, she's blossomed. She's become her own through the, through our work. That's amazing. Congratulations. So listen, as an emerging thought leader, who's looking to really create some expansion in the universe, what is the biggest challenge you are facing in being able to scale and help way more people? Um, I think that it's just 
finding my people, you know? So it's just, and I feel like it is, it's, it's happening. It's just, uh, my, my platforms are, again, I, I feel like the teaching is really where, um, the platform's going to be expanding more and more. And so it's just, um, and I really have just reinvented myself in the last year, year and a half, and really, really been taken off in the last six months or so. So it's, um, so it's growing and, um, but really just finding more and more people, finding bigger and bigger platforms um, from which I can be sharing the, the work that I'm doing and the, the experiential workshops that I'm sharing with people that is changing people's lives like crazy. So you're saying like word of mouth has been most of how you've attracted people and you're, you're looking to move beyond word of mouth into yeah. forms and things like that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. kind of like what's not quite where you want it to be yet. Um, yes. Although, I mean, it's actually, it's perfect for where it is right now because I'm expanding, like each one is getting bigger and bigger and it's kind of, it's growing at a, a perfect pace, but I really see it expanding a lot more in the next year or two. So, yeah. Given that, right? Like given what you do and given your heart and given how, how committed you are to making a difference for people, what's the biggest frustration you have right now that you're not as big as you should be? I don't. Honestly, I don't, I don't have that. (laughs) So yeah, I, for a long time, I kind of felt that, but I've reimagined everything and I feel like I'm exactly perfect where I am now. And it's just, it's growing exactly the way I need. I feel like my nervous system has, has, uh, healed enough that I am, I'm, I'm allowing the expansion as it needs to be, whereas before I would shut it down. So Amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So look a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what would be your absolute dream that your business is expanding? It's gone supersonic and that you're helping people. What would have you be crying tears of joy? Paint a picture for me. Uh, I would be hosting retreats um, for my clients that were um, life-changing and and it would be that's beautiful. And just doing more and more workshops. And honestly, what just came in is there's, there's more that I can't even, I can't even see yet. That is going to be so powerful that I don't even know. It's just, I'm just kind of just going, I feel like I'm being led into this. It's been very interesting. So I'm just, I'm just going with it. Cause I'm, I feel like everything's just kind of pouring through me. So in 2024, I plan to start leading retreats. So that's new for me. And, and like I said, um, hosting workshops and bigger and bigger platforms. So that's what's coming. Fantastic. And if people want to get a hold of you and want to find out about your work or what is the best way for them to engage with you? Yeah, the best way to engage with me, honestly, is just um, sign up for my email list because I send out weekly emails. They're I call their love notes, and um, right. I love <laughs> so so I send out weekly love notes that are kind of weekly doses of inspiration, and then also that's how you find out about the my offerings and things like that. And then um, you find out you sign up for my email list from my website, which is drjuliehutzelstarling.com. So you can see all my current offerings and all of that there and learn more about me, et cetera. All right. So we're going to make sure we put all that in the show notes. So people 
can absolutely connect with you. I think this is great. Really enjoyed this interview. So, Julie, we end off each episode by asking you to give us what we call your top three expert action steps. These are your three best pieces of advice in bullet point form that you want our listener to take on in her life. What say you? Okay. So uh, be true to yourself and create space for yourself in your schedule and your life. Embrace and allow for self-love rather than um, doing these things from a place of fear. These are three really cool explanation steps. And they're exactly what I needed to hear today. So thank you very much. <laughs> You're so welcome. This is, this is a cool thing. Not only do I get a good interview, but I get a little bit of good good, good laser coaching gear. That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so listener, Dr. Julie Hutzel Starling, the real deal, an emerging thought leader. Go check out her website, drjuliehutzelstarling.com. Sign up for her weekly love notes. I love that. And make sure that if you got something valuable from this, you give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review. If there's someone you know who needs to hear this, share it with them. Be generous. Open your heart and share the greatness that comes to you. The best way for you to bring more greatness into your life is when you share it with others. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.